Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. Welcome back. We are here with CEO and founder of Creating Consent Culture, Erica Scott. Welcome back, Erica. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. Hey, Erica, where are you located at? I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Oh, so you're even colder than all of us. <laughs> well, I'm not sure because it's a bright, sunny day today, but um, and we're actually having an un- unusually warm winter, but it, it is probably chillier than you, for sure. <laughs> for me, for sure, yes, me, the Florida person versus, but JC's in Buffalo, so he's uh, you know, not too far from up there. Well, I am so excited to have you here on our show today talking about uh, consent. I you know, explain to us, what do you do? You do a lot of training for professionals and then also for for youth. What does that look like? Yeah, thanks for asking. So um, when I uh, first started writing uh, the book, uh, I'm a co-author of a book called Creating Consent Culture, a handbook for educators. When we first started writing it, uh, we wanted to make it for humans age 10 to 110, but the publisher wanted us to have it for a certain niche. So we decided if we could only reach one niche market, we chose educators of teens and tweens, feeling like that would be a really important group to reach. But the reality is that the workshop I do is really good for anyone and adults really enjoy it. It's a fun and interactive workshop and people really get a chance through fun exercises to practice the skills of like saying no, hearing no graciously, asking for what you want, um, recognizing a lack of enthusiasm, reading body language, all these things in a fun way. And there's a lot of laughter, but people also have epiphanies. And I've had people tell me afterwards that it changed their life, that they do things differently now. And um, so uh, I have uh developed a two-hour workshop for businesses that is specifically designed for workshop culture improvement. And um, it's similar to what I do with young people with just a little more emphasis on, you know, um, the kind the kind of interactions you might have in a business place. Okay. JC? Yeah. Quick question for you, Erica. When, when you start to challenge those commonly held beliefs about consent and or coercion, it's not something that's going to happen in necessarily a five minute conversation, right? That's exactly right. And also it's not going to happen from watching a video and then doing a little test. It's not going to happen from having a discussion. That's why these interactive exercises are so important. It gets people, it gives people a chance to experience these things in an embodied way in a safer environment and then they have more access to it later when it's a more high stakes stakes situation um another thing that's unique about uh, but yes but you do need to practice and practice and that's why i would i would really love to train hr um people so that they can to to do the workshop themselves so that they can do it again and again the trainer exactly i love to do train the trainers i think that's my biggest strength and um, I, it's great if people have access to it to 
to repeat the exercises, to go over the topics and uh, over the skills that they need to practice. And yeah, I could see this being part of a training also on um, just an inclusivity. You know, uh, I always get asked to do trainings on uh, harassment and I'm like, oh, my God, they're so boring. So can we please make it into harassment, inclusivity, diversity, consent? unconscious bias it's things that we should know as humans not even just working professionals just as humans now there's laws we do have to follow in the workplace right but just as a human we should know all about this like how to uh confirm that somebody consented to xyz uh i know most people think when they hear the word consent they automatically go to sex right and it's so much more about that of saying working overtime, um, yes. feeding your friend's cat or dog, babysitting, and hello, grandparents, right? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, consent is involved in every interaction. Um, yes, people think of sex when they think of consent. Um, and it is extremely important in that interaction, in those kinds of interactions, but it is, imp- it does, ha- consent is a part of every interaction. And I love that you brought up um, inclusion, because Systemic inequity, cultural differences, these are all factors in what can make consent complex. Right. Like you grow up in a culture that emphasizes um, always being of service to your community before your individual you know, needs and wants versus someone who grows up in a society, a culture where they are encouraged to, you know, uh, assert their individuality before you know, being of service, now you've got a difference that's going to lead to possible miscommunications and problems in an interaction. Even if you just have one person that is had grown up with a little more entitlement and comfort and is more comfortable asking for what they want, and then the other person has grown up more marginalized and is has is used to tolerating and has a much harder time saying no, now you've got a power imbalance where it might not be obvious that could lead to a problem in the interactions. So really looking at, um, uh, you know, power differentials that happen sometimes through systemic inequity, sometimes it's because of the workplace. Um, Sometimes it's just that one person's more popular than the other and the other person wants to be liked and included. Um, All these things can be a factor in having consent. Interestingly as well, inclusive teams in the workplace are over 35% more productive. And diverse teams, they actually wind up making better decisions 87% of the time. Thank you for that, JC. It is really true. I mean, there's so much a spotlight on inclusivity, but it's usually because of the harassment route and not the other route. So I love this conversation that we're having here. Thanks, everybody, for listening to episode two of our five-part series on creating a consent culture. Up next, we're going to cover that consent is learned behavior. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.